Hey guys, welcome back to Are You Okay Podcast. Listen, I feel like, I know I do this every week, I record, but it's like, I feel like it's been a while since I picked up this phone and recorded something. I don't know, but this week was, (laughs) history was made. First of all, I turned 26. That's more important that my birthday passed. So my birthday was on the 4th. It was on a Wednesday. It's currently the 8th, but we're going to pretend like I'm recording this on the 4th because obviously if it's my birthday, it's going to be a birthday special somewhat. Um, But yeah, it was my birthday and every four years, my birthday always revolves around some important big event in fucking America talking about who's going to be the next president. Listen, we need a change. It needs to be the week after because my birthday gets muddled by all these politics and talks about, you know what, things that we don't need to be talking about. So what we should be focusing on is that, hello, it was my birthday. (laughs) that's what I want it to be focused on. So my birthday happened the day after election day, which everybody was worried about the results. They weren't really worried about the important content. Like, okay, girl, you turned 26. You are no longer in your early 20s. You are no longer young. Y'all, I feel so old. I feel like, okay, because I'm 26, I need to be having more things together. I mean, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Like, I feel like, you know, when you're young and you learn about being an adult, you can put yourself on this kind of timeline that doesn't make sense because I told myself when I was in high school that by the time I was 26, I was going to be married with a family, and bitch, I don't have neither. I don't even have a prospect to marry, okay? So I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in that department because everything else, I feel like I'm good. Like, I got a job. I got a home. I mean, I'm trying to sell it, but I got a home. Like, you know what I mean? So whatever. So my birthday special, I was thinking of so many different things that I could do First, I thought about doing John Wayne Gacy. We all, I talked about that before, but then I thought, no, no, I will, but not today. But then I thought, okay, what about the people who like have been murdered on their birthday? That sounds good. But then every time I searched it, it was like, first of all, Happy Death Day kept coming up, that movie. I've never seen it, but it kept coming up. And I was like, what? Save the movie reviews for Critics Without Credentials. Shout out to Critics Without Credentials. But I can't review that movie. That's not my thing. That's not my thing. So then I was like, okay, well, what else could I do? Then I thought of a good idea. I was going to... Hold on. Okay. I was going to cover a serial killer anyway, right? Then I thought, 
it's enough serial killers out here. I have to share a birthday with a serial killer. And I do. I never heard of this woman. First of all, I was shocked it was a woman because it's just not that many women serial killers. One, because if we're going to kill somebody, it's normally just one person. I'm not really out here trying to just kill people for, you know, some type of thrill like men do. Normally women just kill their husband or somebody and that's it. But this girl, now I didn't read the article because I wanted it to be a surprise to me just as much as it is a surprise to you. But I did skim it, okay? I'm not going to lie. So I know she kills husbands, but all right. <clears throat> the woman's name is Nanny Doss. She was born Nancy Hazel on November 4th which is my birthday, but she was born on November 4th, 1905, and she died June 2nd, 1965, so my girl was 60 years old, she lived a good life, and she was responsible for 11 deaths between sometime between the 1920s and 1954. Um, So Nanny Doss is also referred to as the Giggling Granny, the Lonely Hearts Killer, The Black Widow, and Lady Bluebeard. Oh, that, that name sounds familiar, Lady Bluebeard. Let me save her, this picture of her. Um, she was also called a self-made widow by a newspaper. So, Doss finally confessed to the murders in October you know what? Let's let's not get to that part yet. Let's let's talk about the early life. So Nanny was born on November 4th, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama, now part of Anniston, Alabama, as Nancy Hazel to Louisa and James F. Hazel. Nanny was one of five children. Good Lord. First of all, okay, five children. I know some people have big families and I know maybe some of those kids were accidents, but I couldn't be one to have five kids. I barely even want three. I feel like three is a crowd, okay, when it comes to kids. Both Nanny and her mother hated James, who was a controlling father and husband. James would force his children to work on the family farm instead of attending school, resulting in Nanny's poor academic performance. At age seven, while the family was taking a train to visit relatives in southern Alabama, Nanny hit her head on a metal bar on the seat in front of her when the train suddenly stopped. For years after, she suffered from severe headaches, blackouts, and depression. She blamed these on her mental instability and her mental instability on that accident. During childhood, her favorite hobby was reading her mother's romance magazines and dreaming of her own romantic future. Later, her favorite part was the Lonely Hearts column. Nanny's father forbade the Hazel sisters from wearing makeup and attractive clothing as he believed it would prevent them from being molested by men. He also forbade them to go to dances and other social events. All right. Like I said, we already seen the trend. I don't, I'm telling you guys, it's like a fact almost. Like if, if this person grew up to be a serial killer, there's some head trauma and an abusive parent. It's like almost always the case. 
And here we see it. This is no exception. Her dad was, first of all, what? Her dad believed that no wearing no makeup and what is attractive clothing? Because attractive is subjective. Like somebody dressed up as a nun could be attractive. Hold up. It's a cat. Oh, okay. I, so I'm looking out the window because... Um, I don't know. This neighborhood is a little sketchy sometimes. Like, I mean, y'all have seen it with the drug deal and stuff, but this neighborhood, I don't know. But anyway, I just like to keep my eye on my car sometimes because they've also been talking about people trying to open people's car doors. But that's here, neither here nor there. For the point is, she grew up with an abusive husband, I mean, abusive dad. Or a controlling dad. I don't know if he was like abusive, but still annoying. And her and her mom hated the dad too. So you know there was arguments and all kinds in that house. And then, like I said, they had drama. So let's just fast forward because nobody gives a fuck about like high school and shit. So her first marriage, N- um, Nanny was married at age sixteen. Sorry, I'm making breakfast. Nanny was married first at age 16 to Charlie Braggs, her co-worker at a linen factory. With her father's approval, they married after four months of dating. Braggs was the only son of a single mother who insisted on continuing to live with him after he married. Nanny later wrote, I was married, as my father wished, in 1921 to a boy I only knowed for about four or five months who had no family, only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we were married. She never seen anything wrong with what she done, but she would take spells. Spells? She would not let my own mother stay all night. Bragg's mother took up a lot of his attention and limited nanny's activities. The marriage produced four... Okay. <laughs> what? The marriage produced four daughters from 1923 to 1927. Excuse me? Excuse me? <clears throat> um, it takes nine months at least for somebody to birth. And this is only... Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, this is four years. So what you're telling me is as soon as one came out, another one went in. Oh. I mean, the mom was there, but y'all wasn't, y'all didn't have no issues getting it in, if you know what I'm saying. So how the hell, first of all, after child number two, in year two, I would have been like, excuse me, sir, this is not going to work. We need to chill out. You and your fertile self. <clears throat> this stressed out Nanny and she started drinking and her casual smoking habit became a heavy addiction. Both unhappy partners suspected each other correctly of infidelity and Braggs often disappeared for days on end. In 1927, the couple lost her two middle girls to suspected food poisoning Soon after, Braggs took firstborn daughter Melvina and fled, leaving newborn Florine behind. Braggs' mother died not much later, and Nanny took a job in a cotton mill to support Florine and herself. 
Braggs brought Melvina back to in the summer of 1928, accompanied by a divorcee with her own child. Braggs and Nanny soon divorced, when Nanny, with Nanny taking her two girls back to a mother's home. Braggs also maintained he left her because he was frightened of her. Okay, so we are foreshadowing food poisoning. Food poisoning. Okay. So her second marriage, she was married to Robert Franklin Harrelson. They met and married in 1929. Wait. So she divorced this man in 1928. And then she got married again. Girl. I wish I had this kind of game. The the fact that she can move on so quickly. They married in 1929. They lived in Jacksonville with Melvina and Florine. After a few months, she discovered that he was an alcoholic and had a criminal record for assault. Despite this, the marriage lasted 16 years. Melvina, Melvina, one of her daughters, gave birth to Robert Lee Haynes in 1943. Another baby followed two years, but died soon afterward. Exhausted from labor and groggy from ether. I don't know what that is. Hold on. Ether? I don't know. Some type of compound. Um, Melvina thought she saw her visiting mother stick a hapton. What is all this vocabulary? Oh, something for something you put in your hat, like one of those little pins into the baby's head. When she asked her husband and her sister for clarification, they said Nanny had told them the baby was dead and they noticed she was holding a pin. The doctors, however, couldn't give a positive explanation. So she killed the baby? Okay, never mind. When I skimmed it, I thought she killed husbands. Okay, okay. So we both, we are all on this plot twist ride. The grieving parents drifted apart and Melvina started dating a soldier. Nanny disapproved of him. And while Melvina was visiting her father after a particularly nasty fight with her mother, her son Robert died mysteriously under Nanny's care on July 7, 1945. The death death was diagnosed as asphyxia from unknown causes. And two months later, Nanny collected the $500 life insurance she had taken out on Robert. Now, today, $500 ain't shit. Bitch, that's like my car note. But in 1945, you know, but same thing. I don't know. Like, I can understand if you want to kill like some old ass man and take his life insurance because, okay, he's lived a life. You know what I mean? Like, what else can he do at this point? But a baby? Why? All right. In 1945, Japan surrendered to the Allied powers at the end of World War II. And Harrelson was among the most robust partiers. So remember, Harrelson was her second husband. Um, after an evening of particularly heavy drinking, he raped Nanny. The next day, she discovered... Harrelson's corn whiskey jar buried in the ground as she tended her rose garden. 
The rape had been the last straw for her, so she took the jar and topped it off with rat poison. As a result, Harrison died that evening. Okay, that one we can justify. I'm not even like I'm not even mad about that one at all. At all. So of course he's dead, and you know my girl has the good fucking she just be monkey barring from relationship to relationship. So she got married again to Arlie Lanning through another Lonely Hearts column while traveling to Lexington, North Carolina. And married him. So she met him. And they married him three days later. What? Like Harrelson, Lanning was an alcoholic womanizer. However, in this marriage, it was Nanny who often disappeared and for months on end. But when she was home, she played the doting housewife. And when he died of what was said to be heart failure, the townspeople support her at his funeral. Okay, hold on a second. (laughs) Let me pause. Because I'm thinking to myself that if she was also born on November 4th, we got to have some type of similar qualities, right? Like, she is Scorpio too. You know what I mean? I mean, let's just entertain the horoscope and all that kind of stuff for a little bit. So are you telling me, (laughs) are you telling me that this, that me and this woman have some similar things. I mean, I'm seeing it because some of this stuff I would be like, oh yeah, you gotta die. But also I'm seeing it because this girl is finding nothing but toxic men and me. <laughs> like all I date is toxic people. All I date is people who don't got shit going for themselves but alcohol. Listen, the last person I dated, all he did was drink. He ain't drive. He, listen, but this ain't about me. This ain't about me. It's about Nanny. But I'm just saying, I see you, girl. Soon after, the couple's house, which had been left to Lanning's sister, burned down. The insurance money went to Nanny, who quickly banked it. And after Lanning's mother died in her sleep... Nanny left North Carolina and ended up at her sister Dovey's home. Dovey was bedridden. Soon after Nanny's arrival, she died. God. <laughs> What's it? My girl is killing people left and right and collecting the checks. Now, I don't condone this part, but look, you got to get your coin the way you get your coin. We already heard earlier in the story in her childhood, her dad didn't let her go to school. So my girl was dumb. So she couldn't get a job, but she got to get her coin the way she can get her coin. And that's killing people. So from what I'm gathering, she killed. Hold up. So she killed the, um, sister Dovey. She, listen, we're going to tally it up at the end, but I'm thinking Dovey, the husband that raped her, this husband, um, who died of heart failure. Then we got fucking, um, the son of her, two of her grandchildren. So we on five. Um, then we got two because 
she lost somebody lost two of their girls, so that's seven. Look. Look. Okay. Alright, so looking for yet another husband because your girl just don't stop. Nanny joined a dating service called the Diamond Circle Club and soon met Richard L. Morton of Jamestown, North Carolina. They married in 1952 in Emporia, Kansas. He didn't have a drinking problem, but he was adulterous. Before she poisoned him, she poisoned her mother, Louisa, in 1953 when she became to live with them, when she came to live with them. Morton died three months later on May 19, 1953. So she killed her own mom. Okay, girl, now you're just being ruthless and extra. What did you have to kill your mom for? Nanny married. And then she got married again. <laughs> and so, hold up. Hold on, hold on. This is how I know we're back in the 1950s, whatever. Because nobody is suspecting that everybody this bitch come across is dying. They just, she just leaving a trail of dead bodies. And she is... Of, of not even just husbands, of her kids, her grandkids, her mom. Look, her husband's mom's like, damn. So she got married again to Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma, in June 1953. Doss was a Nazarene minister who had lost his family to a tornado in Madison County, Arkansas. Samuel disapproved of the romance novels and stories that his wife adored. In September, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. The hospital diagnosed a severe digestive tract infection. He was treated and released on October 5th. Samuel died on October 12th, 1954. Nanny killed him that evening in her rush to collect the two life insurance policies she had taken out on him. This sudden death alerted his doctor, who ordered an autopsy. The autopsy revealed a huge amount of arsenic in his system. Nanny was promptly arrested. Dang, girl. So this is, this is the end, huh? My thing is this. If you were going to poison him, girl, he just got released from the hospital. And I know she's, she's not as smart because, like I said, she didn't go to school. But I'm saying that if he just got released from the hospital, they obviously deemed him healthy. So there would be no reason why he should be dead seven days later, a week later. No, 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 no. You should have waited at least a month. At least a month. So Doss confessed to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. The state of Oklahoma centered its case only on Samuel Doss. Nanny was prosecuted by J. Howard Edmondson, who later became governor of Oklahoma, but we don't give a folk. She pled guilty on May 17, 1955, and was sentenced to life in prison. The state did not pursue the death penalty due to her sex. Well, this is when sexism works in your favor, you know. Of course, they ain't going to kill me. <laughs> I'm a woman. Doss was never charged with the other deaths. Doss died from leukemia in the hospital ward of Oklahoma State Penitentiary in 1965. Wow. 
you know what? <laughs> you know what? I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't, but I'm going to act like I do. Because this girl, you know what? It all started with her dad. <laughs> it all started with her dad, and he was the one who wouldn't let her, you know, be a girl. And I'm going to say this. If he let her go to school, this wouldn't have happened. You know why? Because she would have been able to grow and meet people at school. All she had was these fantasies of these novels. And then when shit didn't work out the way she wanted them to, the only thing she knew was to kill them. Because I'm pretty sure she read in a novel of some woman killing her husband. And then boom. But that is the story of um, Nanny Doss, the... Giggling nanny. I'm trying to figure out why is it the giggling nanny? Where did that come from? Like, I don't know. Oh, because I guess when she was interviewed by police, she would always laugh. Oh, you know what? I want to find it's going to be my mission because one, I'm about to end this, but two, I always find that women serial killers besides um, Wernos, is that her name? Wernos? Uh, the one who was in Florida? Aileen. Aileen Wernos. Besides her, I feel like all the other serial killers that are women just be poisoning people. I want to find a woman that was on her fucking. Jeffrey Dahmer shit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to find a woman who was doing this shit on her own. Because I know you got the Barbie and Ken um, killers, but there was a man involved. I want to know what woman out there was doing this shit on her own. And was brutal and savage about it. And not just poisoning people. But anyways... That's it for this episode. I really, this is a lackluster birthday special, but it's a birthday special. So enjoy it. After this, we'll go back to our usual reading people's weird ass stories. Because the good thing about my birthday too is it's at the end of Halloween. So it's like festivities for weeks. Like I'm celebrating Halloween, then boom, I'm celebrating my birthday. But now we can chill out. And we can just judge people that we don't know <laughs> and ask, are they okay? But I will talk to you guys and you'll hear from me next week. Bye.